We're going to go to the word of the Lord today. And uh, my scripture is going to be found in the book of Exodus chapter 14. We're going to go to the book of Exodus chapter 14. How many of you walk with your Bibles today? Yep. Come on. No, y'all didn't. Y'all walk with your phones. <laughs> Hallelujah. Y'all ain't walk with no amen. Hallelujah. Nothing's on. Nothing. Nobody. Amen. Hallelujah. Y'all know what I mean, though. Amen. In the book of Exodus chapter 14, there is a, a scripture there that we are all familiar with, and I want to read it, and then I want to preach. Amen. Y'all going to let me preach as long as I want? That's not the truth either. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. But we're going to have a good time today. Amen? Amen. In the book of Exodus chapter 14, this is what it says. And I'm going to read from about verse number four. And I'm reading from the NIV. And it says, I and I, and this is God speaking here, and I will harden Pharaoh's heart. And he will pursue them. Amen. Mm. Hallelujah. And he will chase after them. Amen. Amen. But I will gain glory or I will be honored through Pharaoh and all his army. And the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord. And they did so. Amen. 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 Verse 5 says, when the king of Egypt was told that the people had fled, Pharaoh and his servants had a change of heart toward the people. And they said, what is it? That we have done. That we have let Israel go from serving us. So he made his chariot ready and took his people with him. And he took 600 select chariots and all the other chariots of Egypt with officers over all of them. And the Lord, and the Lord, hallelujah. The Lord, hallelujah, hardened the heart of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. And he chased after the sons of Israel as the sons of Israel were going out boldly. Then the Egyptians chased after them with all the horses and chariots of Pharaoh and his horsemen and his army. And they overtook them camping by the sea beside Pi ha Hiroth. In front of Baal Zephon. And as Pharaoh drew near, the sons of Israel looked, and behold, the Egyptians were marching after them, and they became very frightened. So the sons of Israel cried out to the Lord. And then they said to Moses, It is because there were no, listen to this, is it because there were no graves in Egypt? That you have taken us away to die in the wilderness. Do y'all know what Egypt is known for? What do you think all those pyramids are? They're not vacation visibility spots. I mean, that's what they are to us now. They're graves. And the children of Israel... Is saying to Moses, can we ask you a question? This is a very disrespectful <laughs> yes. question. If I was Moses, I'd have been like, that's it? Yes. That's it? Yes. Have you ever gotten to a place? <laughs> Maybe it's just me. I, they turned and they said, is it because, this is sarcasm. Yeah, is, is there a shortage of graves in Egypt? Because 
All they got in Egypt. <laughs> and so they said, is there, is it because there were no graves in Egypt that you have taken us away to die in the wilderness? Why have you dealt with us in this way, bringing us out of Egypt? Is this not the word that we spoke to you in Egypt saying, leave us alone that we may serve the Egyptians? For it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the wilderness. Go on. But Moses said to the people, do not fear. Stand by and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you have seen today, wow. you will never mm. see them again forever. Yeah. Hallelujah. The Lord will fight for you while you keep Sometimes your mouth is the problem. Y'all yeah. ain't saying yeah. nothing to me. Y'all ain't, hallelujah. Yeah. Come on, somebody. Amen. He said, the Lord will fight for you while you keep silent. Go on. Then the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Why are you crying out? Tell the sons of Israel to go forward. Now, you know, only God could talk like that because you got to understand. This sounds like, yeah, tell them move on. But what's in front of them? is a big sea. Yeah. Hallelujah. And the Lord looked at the sea and tell him, walk, move. Isn't that the God we serve? Yes. Yes. I've been telling you since we've been reopened in church, and it just seems like a constant theme yeah. that's coming up. Yeah. God doesn't speak according to your situation. Right. Right. He speaks according to who he is. Yeah. Somebody need to get that in their spirit. Somebody has been dealing with some things in their life for a while. Could it be because you are crying out too much and complaining about, oh gosh. Then the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Why are you crying out to me? Why are you, I'm not deaf. I've already made a way. I'm waiting for you to act like I made a way. Tell the children, move forward. Look, look, look at this. Go on. As for you, lift up your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it. As for who? You. And the sons of Israel shall go through the midst of the sea on dry land. As for me, behold, I will harden the hearts of the Egyptian so that they will go in after them and I will be honored through Pharaoh and all his army through his chariots and his horsemen. Then the Egyptians will know. Then the Egyptians will. Then the Egyptians will know. Then the Egyptians will know. Then the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord. When I am honored through Pharaoh, through his chariots and his horsemen. Hallelujah. May God bless his word today. Yes. Uh, today, the title of my message is, hallelujah, y'all ready? Yeah. Enough is enough. Amen. Amen. Oh, come on, hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Tell your neighbor, tell your neighbor, enough, enough. Is, enough. is enough. 
I want you to look at your neighbor like you really wanted to tell them that for a while. If you next to a family member who's been getting on your nerve, say, come on, say it a little bit. Tell them enough, enough. Is, enough. is enough. If you married in the house, look at your husband and your wife and tell them, eat. Hold on, so, Sister Sherry, you saying that with a little, yes. you, your eye went like, y'all yeah. should have seen that. Come on, tell, tell your children today, enough no. is, is enough. enough. Tell your father today, your mother today, enough. Don't you tell me that, Savannah. Hallelujah. Enough is enough. Enough is enough. Amen. Amen. I want you to know that uh, that statement implies a sense of tiredness. Yeah. You know, when, when, when somebody says enough is enough. Enough. <laughs> I mean, it kind of speaks for itself. But in case you need some more explanation, what they're really saying is that I, I, I have reached a breaking point. Right. <laughs> you, you know, if you're from the Caribbean, they'll say, you're pushing me. Right. Hallelujah. They say that everywhere. You, you're pushing it. Amen. Yeah, yeah. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Enough, 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 enough is enough. Suggest that I've, I've, I'm at a breaking point where, where two things will happen. Either you are going to break me or I'm going to break out. <laughs> Y'all ain't saying nothing to yeah, me. Yeah. Have you ever been at a place where something will either break you or you are going to break out of it? Yeah. That means you've reached a point where you said enough is enough. I can't, I can't do this no more. Either you're going to kill me or I'm going to kill this thing. Yeah. But it will. what the person is really saying is that it is not going to continue. Right. This is where it stops. Right. Have you ever gotten to a place in your life where you felt like, this is it. I can't take it. Make no mistakes about it. Every person has a breaking point. Yeah. A point where you can push them, but so far, until they say, I can't do this no more. If y'all ain't know, you know, every person has a breaking point. When you push people, mm. there's but only so much they can take in life. Yeah. And let me tell you, it, 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 the enemy knows that. And the enemy would love nothing more than to take you to your breaking point with hopes that you would break. Yeah. But if you serve God, we don't break. We get breakthrough. Y'all ain't saying nothing yes, to me. Yes. And there are things that would break you. People need to understand that. In a marriage, there's a breaking point. Yeah. You, 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 you know, the, 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 the thing suggests that I'm not going to let you take advantage of me mm. all the time. Right. Eventually, I'm going to fight back. Right. Eventually, something has got to change. Mm. And you cannot, in life, the, people have a breaking point. Mm. You have a breaking point and you need to be aware of that. Right. They are because some of us we operate like this. We think we don't have a breaking point and we let things happen and then we boil over and that breaking point comes faster than we think and we lash out and we get angry. Yeah. So you got to know where your limits are in life, right. what you will and won't do. Right. But I'm telling you there is a point in everybody's life. I'm telling you watching and, and you tuning in online, if you're in a marriage and you think you're just going to take advantage of somebody, that person has a breaking point. Y'all yeah. ain't hearing me. Yeah. If you're a child and you got a parent and you abuse that parental love that you're getting and you think, oh, it's mom and dad. Everybody 
has a breaking point where they say enough is enough. If you are under, if you work a job and you just, you know, you got some benefits and you kind of use and manipulate things and you think people, you can just do whatever, you right. treat anybody however at work and you do whatever you gossip, you talk about and you're just used to being you. This is just who I am. They got to deal with me. One day, hallelujah, yes. you yes. know, <laughs> everybody got a breaking point. Sooner or later, that parent will say, checkbook closed. Y'all yeah. ain't saying nothing to me in this place. Sooner or later, that husband or that wife will say, enough is enough. Yeah. I'm married to you. You can't be disrespecting me right. up in the... Y'all know what I'm yeah. saying? That person at the job, is gonna, that boss is going to say, you got to go. Mm. I cannot deal with this anymore. And some of us, you know, uh, 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 I don't want to make it sound like we're all uh, on the persecution end. Some of us, God got to teach us that. That people got a breaking point because if you're not careful, we can, we can find ourselves taking advantage of people. But I want you to know, too, that sometimes you are, are the person being taken advantage of. And sometimes you get to a place where you say enough is enough. And you know, oftentimes the people of God, we are peaceful people. Yeah. We don't go into battles. We don't want to fight. Right. We don't, we're not trained. Our churches don't teach us. I, I think that's a problem. Sometimes we're not taught how to fight enough. Mm. We're, we, you know, uh, you look around the world, a lot of people are, 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 are fighters. The church folks, we let anybody talk about us, do us anything. They beat us up on the job. They, you know overuse us but I'm going to tell you this church people got a breaking point too yeah. I, and I'm going to tell you this yeah. the best workers you will have the best people you will have in your life are people who love the Lord yeah. people who love the Lord it's not that they work to honor you they're honoring their God, God first yes. so you get a good worker when you get a Christian y'all ain't saying nothing yeah. to me you get a good worker because they don't gossip with the rest of the workers at the job. Not that they don't want to jump in the conversation and right, say right. a couple words every now and then. But they want to honor the yeah. God that blessed them with the job. Yeah. So they don't indulge in conversations. They, the buck right. stops with them. Right. They try to do right. Uh, at least they should. I don't. Right. Y'all quiet in here. Maybe, <laughs> maybe y'all are different Christians. But that's what a Christian. When you get a Christian, you get a good person. Yeah. And I'm not talking about a fraud. Fraudulent Christian. I'm right. talking about a Christian who honors the word of God yes. because everybody carries the label Christian, but you know, that is just a label. Yes. Being a Christian is a verb. Right. Yes. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me today. Uh, it's not a label. Hallelujah. It's a verb. People, you know, and, and I understand we don't earn grace, but grace has a face. Yes. Grace has a look. Yes. Y'all ain't saying yes. to me. Hallelujah. Yes. Imagine we going through Corona and they tell you you go get a vaccine, you get a vaccine and you get Corona. How many of you would be T.I. tight? You would say enough is enough. You call up the, you call every, enough, Dr. Fauci, enough. In other words, what I'm trying to tell you is you would only, you, you, you trust medical products because it has a face. You want to see if somebody gives you a pill, it works. Because what's the point of taking something and it doesn't work? What's the point of talking about grace, 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 All this grace we preaching, but it don't got no look in the way we live. 
Y'all ain't saying nothing yes. to me in this place. Grace got a face. Come on, type that in the chat room. But Grace got a face. And if Natalie watching, Grace got a face. Hallelujah. You got to watch Friday night to understand it. Let me tell you something. When you get a Christian, you get a good worker. But oftentimes, people take advantage of people's good work ethic. People take advantage of that. And for you to understand this story, hallelujah, the children of Israel were in bondage. Now, they didn't start out in bondage. When the children of Israel first went to Egypt, they were a blessing to Egypt. Yeah. And sometimes people forget hmm. what you've done in their lives. And the Bible says after Joseph had passed away mm -hmm. and a new Pharaoh came on the scene, he didn't do his homework to know who these people were. And he begun to say, who are these people and why are they so blessed? When really the question should have been, these people are the reason why you are so blessed. Because if they didn't exist, hallelujah, Egypt would have went in a famine a long time ago and died. How many of you know that you are salt of the earth? You are the light of the world. You know what salt does? Salt preserves. And let me tell you this. You take God's people out of this world, there's no reason for God to keep this world. We are the preservers. Y'all ain't saying that to me in this place. And the, the people of God were a blessing in Israel. And they begun to grow mm -hmm. because God made a promise that they would grow. Mm -hmm. And so the new Pharaoh, as time went on, didn't care about who Joseph was mm -hmm. and didn't care about all of the good things he did in the land. He just looked at them and said, why are they so blessed? Why are they so large? Why are they so prosperous? And he enslaved God's people and begun to put them to do work. Now, I want you to know that the book of Exodus begins with the children of Israel being enslaved and doing work. Mm -hmm. But when God set them free, we think God set them free from work. The book of Exodus ends with them building the tabernacle, doing work. Mm -hmm. God didn't set them free from work. He set them free to work. Mm. But it's a different job. Yeah. You see, Exodus means coming out, the mm -hmm. way out. You know, when we talk about there's an exodus, that means there's people coming out. Right. But with this, you might as well say that this is not just a way out, but this is a way in. For God wasn't showing them just how to get out of bondage, but how to get in covenant with him. When you read the story of Exodus, it was more about not just them being delivered from Egypt, but them coming into relationship because the effects of bondage was still on their lives even after they left. Right. And so God had to keep them in the wilderness to teach them that I am not trying to save people from bondage for them to live with bondage mentality. So it's not just coming out of bondage, but it's coming into relationship. And oftentimes we miss that. God just doesn't want to pull you out of darkness. He wants to bring you into light. If there's no light, you are still in darkness, my friend. Y'all hearing what I'm saying yeah, today? Yeah. And so, so God, uh, 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 the children of Israel were a blessing and the Pharaoh enslaved them. You know what it is to be in captivity for so long? That the generations, imagine if Pharaoh forgot who Joseph was. 
Because when Joseph was alive, Joseph knew who his God was. Amen. To the point where Joseph said this, whenever y'all leave Egypt and y'all get yes. ready to go to the promised land, take my bones yes. out of this yes. land yes. and take me to the promised land and bury my bones there. This was a man who knew who his God yes. was. This was a man that knew he was a man of promise. Yes. That there was a, a, a call on his life. Hallelujah. That there was a promise yes. God has spoken over his life. I wonder if there's anybody in this room right now. You know God's hands is on your life. Yes. Yes. You know God and he will keep it. Yes. But Joseph has been forgotten about. Yeah. And the culture has now said we forgot about him. And, of course, we're not even going to talk about who he is or his God. So the culture doesn't talk about the God that rules the universe. And the children of Israel, as generations pass, they got an idea of who God is. But they don't know him like the fathers knew him. They don't know him like how Abraham knew him. They don't know. They have stories of him. And let me tell you, I'm talking today. The culture today don't want your children to know who God is. And the people of God are drifting further and further away. And the lessons of the Bible are not taught in our homes like they should anymore. And people are not holding fast to it. Let me tell you, let me talk to this next generation. When our generation goes, your generation better know some God. Because if you choose now to totally just follow the culture, then you are going to end up like these children of Israel with a generation with no knowledge. Just, I used to, I used to hear they served a God. But let me tell you something. Even when we fail, yes. thank God our relationship is not based on us. But it's based on him who calls us. And the Bible says that God called Moses. Moses was put in a basket. Moses grew up on the, on the Egyptian side. Moses was in exile. Moses found himself on a mountain talking to God. And this is what God told him. He said, tell the children I have heard their cries. What cries? What are you talking about, God? Because we never read anything where, you know, specifically you saw them holding a prayer meeting right. and crying out to God. But you see, God doesn't need, God just needs to know that you're his. Hallelujah. And he just yes. needs to know that yes. the heart yes. desires him to move. Hallelujah. And that God saw that the children of Israel, his people who he had promised that he would make a great nation, yes. were now enslaved. And the culture was stopping them from knowing who their God is. Mm. And days would pass and they would be enslaved and be treated harshly right. and harsher and harsher and he heard them saying getting to that breaking point where they said enough is enough and God hallelujah it's one thing for me to say right. enough is enough right. but you see when God steps yes. into my situation yes. and say enough is enough it's about to change yes. And God saw the situation of the children of Israel. And he said, tell them I have heard. And enough is enough. I am going to send my servant to deliver them. Amen. So they go. Moses goes. 
And Moses, you know, he's scared. He, I can't talk. I can't do anything. He gives God every reason why he can't be used. How many of you ever been like that? God want to use you and you tell God every reason why not you. Amen. Hey, let me tell you something. That's the beauty about God. It was never you that. Yes, yes. You're waiting for qualifications. God is waiting for availability. God is waiting for people to say, God, I'm willing to be used by you. Could it be that you never see God's hands in your life because you never ever get to a place where you say, God, use me? I wish somebody yes, today would yes. say, God, use yes, my life. Yes. God, I make myself available to yes. you. And Moses gave God every excuse, and God said, it's not who you are, it's who I am. Yes. And I want you to go. He went and he did all sorts of miracles. God was working through uh, Moses. Ten plagues, plague after plague, until which uh, Pharaoh said, that's it. Mm. Let him go. Right. And it brings me to my text today. I mean, it was jubilation mm -hmm. when the children of Israel were leaving bondage. Yes. Let me tell you, they didn't leave broke. The Bible says the Egyptians were running out and giving them gold mm -hmm. and paying them <laughs> and telling them, go leave. Hallelujah. And the Bible says that they left and not one of them was sick. Y'all yeah. didn't hear what I said. Yeah. The amount of people to move and there's not one sickness among them yes. and they're blessed and they're leaving the jubilation is incredible mm -hmm. the children of Israel are rejoicing because mm -hmm. we've been freed from captivity our bondage is off Amen. and as they begun to leave hallelujah they're following this man by the name of Moses mm -hmm. they're following to this promised land yeah. and all of a sudden when they're gone for a while mm -hmm. Pharaoh sits back and he sees I don't got the children of Israel to do cheap labor for me anymore. He realized that all of the reason why Egypt was blessed was now walking out the door. Let me tell you, if the people of God ever got tired, yo, y'all, I could go another direction right there. But if the people of God ever fought, fought back and say, Enough is enough. Right. You just ain't going to use my giftings and my right. talents and disrespect my God. Right. Hallelujah. Right. If we were to ever do that yes. and made an exodus, mm. this whole thing would fall apart. Y'all yep. ain't yep. saying nothing yes. to me in this place. And so the Bible says, Pharaoh sat back and said, no, no, no. Mm. We can't let them go. Mm. How many know there are people that don't like when you let, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me talk about Pharaoh today. <laughs> let me tell you about this man Pharaoh. Let me tell you about let me tell you about this this, this you see this chap Pharaoh? You see this man named Pharaoh? He's an evil man. He's an evil man. And let me tell you something, as Christians, we always think everybody's good. There are evil people in this world. There are evil people in this world. And I used to always pray, God, use them, use them by your mighty hand, use them. After a while, I started to look at how people prayed in the Bible. And I start switching my prayer. When I see evil, I start to pray different and say, God, that's evil. Yeah. Weed that out. Yes, yes. Because there's some people God would change if they wanted to be changed. Right. But there's some people who just don't want to change. They're bounded up by pride. Right. 
And this man, Pharaoh, he had the nerve when God said, this is what God said, I will harden his heart. And we're going to deal with that in a minute. Mm. Because a lot of people think, well, that's not fair. God will harden his heart. No, see, you read manipulation. Yeah, right. God is not manipulating an evil man. Before God even showed up, right. this man was evil. Yeah. So how does God harden a hardened heart? And I'm going to show you in a minute. This man, Pharaoh, sat back and saw the children of Israel going. Mm -hmm. He did a good thing. Right. Setting the people free is a good thing. But he's so evil that he asked, what have I done about his good thing? Mm. Yeah. He's so evil that he repented about his repentance. Mm. Y'all ain't saying nothing yeah. to me. This there yeah. are people who even when they do a good deed, get mad that they did a good deed. Yeah. Because it was a blessing to somebody, but you hate that person so much that God used you to bless them, but you don't want to bless them. You repent about your good deed. Mm. That's how evil this man was. And he sat back. And let me, let me show you this. He said, what have we done? This man saw God's hand do plagues after plagues, and he got shook. Mm. He got he, he met his match when he ran into God, mm. but still somehow sits back and see all that God has done and still says, I am going to challenge God. Right. Let me tell you something. People will say, I'm nowhere near like Pharaoh. Mm. There's nothing in me. I could never be like Pharaoh. I'm a good guy. Let me tell you something. You know how many of us see God's mighty hand? Time and time again, you've seen God's hand moved on mom's life. You've seen how God has blessed your father. You've seen how God has blessed the people that served him. You see how God has kept and God has done great things. And you still look at God in the face and say, I have no desire to submit to your authority. You are in a dangerous place when you've seen the good oh god right, when right. you and I'm, i don't know who i'm talking to today i don't know who i'm talking to online but i came to tell you that if you have seen god's goodness but you still turn your nose up at it because God was giving Egypt a chance to repent, right. to leave God's people alone. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you something. You might do injustice to God's people, mm -hmm. but there's a God that won't let it go on right, forever. Right. Yeah. I don't know who I'm talking in here. Yeah. If you're on a job mm -hmm. and people treat you unfairly, yeah. know that you've got one thing good going for you. Mm -hmm. It's that you're a child of God. And the God who saw you, I could preach yes, about yes, this. Oh, yes. Listen, I could show you this from Genesis to Revelation. Mm. Look at Joseph. Hallelujah. Right. Joseph was beaten by his own brothers, yeah. but God was yes, with Joseph. Yes. They, could, they put him in a pit, but they could not stop him from going to a palace yeah. because they do not determine his destiny. Yeah, the Lord. people who know their God, yes. their destiny, I'm telling you today, Hallelujah. your destiny yes. is not determined by anything. Yes. It's determined by the God who's called you. Joseph went from a pit to a palace because of God. Hallelujah. Yes. You look at Daniel. Yes. Daniel, all 
all Daniel's crime was in the Bible yep, was yep. he wanted to pray. Yep. He wanted on his lunch break yes. to go and say a prayer. Yes. But people don't like when you're yes. blessed. People don't like when you're, oh, come oh, on. Who am I talking Hallelujah. to? In the, people don't like to see when you get ahead and you have not done what they did right, to get ahead. Right. I didn't connive like you. Right. I didn't talk about anybody yes. to get to where I am. I didn't stab anybody in the back. I didn't compromise who I was. Right. I didn't sell out who I was. Right. I still got my sanity. Amen. I still got my, oh, y'all, yes. they say nothing to me. Yes. I still could speak freely because I'm. you didn't make me. Right. Nobody didn't buy me out of home. Right. Nobody right. bought me into this position. Yes. Yes. Nobody yes. put me here. Yes. I am here because God elevated me. And sometimes there are people that are big mad at that because you didn't do the foul stuff they did to get where they are. I know I'm, I'm preaching up and, and loud and all of that. Y'all need to get me a hand held up here. Let me, I know, but I'm telling you, I'm feeling this. And that you didn't do that. And so as a result, Daniel's only guilt was that he wanted to pray on the side. Daniel's only fault was that he went to the side every day to say a prayer. And they said, let's make a law to outlaw what he's doing. Y'all see that? And they tried to outlaw all of what Daniel was doing, and they threw him in a lion's den. But how many of you know God will go so far for you that even if you are in a lion's den, he will shut the lion's mouth? Amen. <laughs> <Y'all>. Amen. <laughs> Notice he didn't stop him from going in the lion's den. Sometimes you're going to have to go in the lion's den, but know that the lion is going to be your friend. Know that you're going to be there. You're going to have a leash around a lion. You're going to become a lion trainer. Hallelujah. Come on, tell your neighbor you're going to tame lions. Hallelujah. When God, listen, listen, I can show you this from Genesis to Revelation. Look at the three Hebrew boys. Hallelujah. They were thrown in a fiery furnace. He didn't stop the fire, but he was in the fire with them. Hallelujah. I can show you this with David. David was on the run from Saul. Never disrespected Saul. Saul was trying to kill him. Saul threw a javelin at him. Saul did everything to persecute this boy, but he could not stop. And David said, I will not do anything to the the person that God has called. I won't touch you. I won't stoop to your level. God has called me and God will bless me. The God that we serve, hallelujah, he will keep his people. But these people, hallelujah, blessed and Pharaoh saw all these plagues and decided I'm going to let them go and after he threw in the towel something inside of him he just can't submit his life to God and when you read in Exodus it's, it's strange because the chapter before says God could have taken them a shorter route that's what the Bible says But he didn't want to take them the shorter route in case they ran into armies. And they would have had to fight the armies. And they are not a a, a nation set up as yet. They're not ready for war. You see, when you get delivered, there's steps. There's progress. So God says, if they run into a nation, if I took them the short route, They might run back to Egypt for protection. And that's what a lot of us do. When we face an enemy, we run to our, 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 we run back to familiar places. Oh, you watching me online. 
when you begin to feel a little too single, you run back to a familiar bit. Wow. Yeah. Ooh, there was a lot of woos in this room. <laughs> Sound like a wave of woos. Yeah, 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 yeah. When you start living for God and things get hard, you start running back to certain habits. Oh, yeah. Hallelujah. And just indulge in things you shouldn't and self-destruct again and put yourself back in bondage. Because you got scared. You got scared. Oh, but let me tell you something. If you ever come up against another army, that means God has brought you a mighty long way. You went from being enslaved to now being an official, an official uh, uh, candidate to, to, to be an adversary towards the enemy. Come on, somebody. Yes. When you were a slave, nothing in you scared the enemy. But now, mm. you got some power. Yeah. And so the Bible says God didn't take them that route because if they faced an army, they might run back to Egypt. Now, you know this always trips me when I read the Bible. Because you read that and say, that makes sense. Right. That, that right. That right, God. <laughs> you know this time you say, that not right? That not right. right. <laughs> yeah, that one right, God. But then you read the next chapter and it seemed like this don't make no sense. Because if you're going to reroute them, I would think the rerouting, even though it's longer, it's going to be more safe or more easy. But how many of you know when you serve this God, you have to have multiple conversations with, how many of you be making appointments with God very often. Very regular. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Because he shows you why he pulled you out of a circumstance and why you're clapping and dancing because he pulled you out of something. you saying God made a way and you turn and you look at the way he made. You begin to say, hold Right, right. How is this a way? Come on, y'all ain't going to say nothing to me in this place? How is this better? He stopped them from going the shorter route and fighting an army to bring them to a place where they are facing a Red Sea. Y'all with me? And all they hear behind them is the sound of horses. Let me talk about Pharaoh again. I ain't done with him. <laughs> I'm not done with this man. People always read that and try to get theological to figure out God. For me, it's very simple. It is very simple. And Romans pointed out, when you keep going after the desires of the heart, God will give you over to a reprobate mind. Let me tell you something. It's not that God hardened Pharaoh's heart. It's the grace of God that all of our hearts aren't hardened. You see, the only... Y'all ain't saying what I'm saying. Because because if we were to be honest, all of us have things inside of us that we would want to give in to. Some of us give in to them. Some of us got a lot of habits. 
and things that God is trying to tell you, I want to get rid of. The thing is that God comes into your life and he graciously begins to break you. How many of you ever know that God, before God bless, he breaks? Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. I could show you that. When the boy with the five loaves and two fish went to Jesus, the Bible doesn't give you details for no reason. The first thing God did was took what he gave. If you don't give, he can't take. God is a gentleman. You say, well, why God just don't bully me and take it anyway? Because God wants authentic love from you. He made you with choice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He made you with choice. You are not a robot. Mm. You are not programmed. You have the choice to follow him. And the Bible says that the boy gave him the bread. Mm. And then God took the bread. What's the first thing he did? And then he broke the bread. Then he blessed it. Mm. And then he distributed it. So so, so watch the process. Mm. It is given to God first. Right. Then God takes what is given and he's got to break it. There's a level of breaking in you. Mm. Pride got to go. Ego got to go. Bad habits got to go. Things about you got to go. Because if I'm going to feed this to other people, I don't want to feed them what's in you. If you're wondering why God is pressing you a little bit harder, it's because the distribution that you want, you you, you are waiting for the distribution for God to unveil. But God ain't going to unveil junk. He's going to break it out of there. Y'all ain't understand. And when it is broken, then the blessing begins to arise. Oh, and when it is blessed, it is never blessed to be self-contained. That's the problem. We think God blesses us to make us Instagram stars. But he never blessed the bread so that the bread could stay there and say, look how good I am. I'm a nice piece of bread. Wonder about me. See what I did there? (laughs) He didn't say that. After he broke it and blessed it, it was used to give out to other people. You are blessed to be a blessing. You were, you were delivered from work to work. Right. Right, right. The children of Israel were delivered from work to work. They went from ownership by the Egyptians to now serving God as master. Yes. That's why Paul always addressed himself. I, Paul, bond servant. Yeah, you would yeah. read it in yeah. some version. Some version just says servant. Other versions said straight up slave to Christ. Yes. He was a servant to Christ. And so God will always have a breaking stage. So the question is not why God is hardening Pharaoh's heart. It's how come all of us hearts aren't hardened. It's because when you reach that breaking point, the difference is you allowed the Holy Spirit to work in your heart. Had you not done that. And some people watching because we can fake like we're doing that. But God knows the real deal. You can fake like the Holy Spirit has changed me. Come to church. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Oh, glory. Mm. But you know you're still holding on to proclivities and habits. And you're gossiping. And you still got friends. And you still don't never read the word. Still still do all these things. And when you do that, you are only fooling yourself. Because the Holy Spirit, hallelujah, will work on your heart. But you know what? After a while, when you have totally made your decision, I don't want nothing to do with God. 
the hardness starts to come in. And so it is very easy to say, I have hardened his heart. Why? Because my presence does something to him. You know, it's like when you bring fire, you can bring fire to ice and you can bring coldness to ice. Ice, what is in it, is going to react to what comes to it. You bring heat to it, what's in the ice will make it melt. Right. You bring coldness to it, what's in the ice will make it become solid. Mm -hmm. And what was in Pharaoh, when God came next to him, right. he thought he was God. And so God says, whenever I do my mighty work, I'm going to harden his heart. But God said, and make no mistakes about it, I am still going to get glory. Yes. I'm going to make his whole nation know. Because Pharaoh meant the body that houses God. God. Yep. They believed they were God. Right. And let me tell you, yes. this is not far-fetched in 2021. You got people in high places thinking they're God. Yes. Thinking that they can tell people what to do, how to do. Thinking they can make policies of morality. Yes. And y'all ain't saying nothing to me in this yes. place. You got people in high places who think they can just determine for mankind. The other right. day I saw them saying they want to do something to the sun. Yeah. Let me back out of yeah, here. Yeah. Let me, let me pull your her savior. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you something. Oh, I don't care. Yeah. Let me tell you something. There's a God, and he says, make no mistakes about it. I am going to get glory from this man. God will either get glory through you or from you. You choose, but make no mistakes about it. There is not a, I told you I wanted to deal with Pharaoh. It got quiet in here. You know why it got quiet? Because a lot of us live on that borderline. Yeah. When we hear the Holy Spirit saying, don't do that. Every time you do that, you are literally hardening your heart. And you keep going against God. Right. You keep fighting against God. Yeah. When you hear God's voice, hearken unto it yes. before it is too late. And you destroy yourself. Make no mistakes about it. It was Pharaoh who said, I'm going to go after them. Mm -hmm. But that was your mistake. Because God had already declared, enough is enough, no. Pharaoh. Yes. And you are not going to touch my people. Mm -hmm. And the nations will know. And let me tell you, from this point on, wherever Israel went... Every nation that spoke yep. about Israel always mentioned, we heard y'all part of the Red Sea. Yep. We heard y'all, you know what yes. they were saying? We heard bad boy Pharaoh died. Yep. Yep. And y'all didn't lift a finger. Y'all yep. ain't saying nothing yes. to me. Y'all hear yes. what I'm saying? And Pharaoh got on his horse. Mm. But you got the children of Israel. Now, you know, it makes me wonder, is God saying enough is enough? Because when you read God's rhetoric, God is focused in on Pharaoh. When you read this passage, God is on, and I will harden his heart, and he's going to come after them. And I'm going to set them up in the water, and I'm going to drown all of them. And the children of Israel over there, oh, God, and Moses, were they not graves in Egypt? Knowing that Egypt, all they known for is building graves. That's what we know Egypt for today, Right? We try to figure out how they build these pyramids. 
You watch, you watch the History Channel, they tell you it's aliens. <laughs> We're still trying to figure out how they built it. Yeah. It was graves. And they mocking them, and, uh, and they tell it Moses. And let me tell you something. Lack of the fear of God will make you go against God. That's Pharaoh. Fearing Pharaoh will make you go against God. That's the children of Israel. And when you don't trust God, you will actually invite things that will keep you in bondage more than free you. And let me tell you, I'm going to be honest with you. Trusting God is exactly what I said. You read that he's going to take them another route and you think it's safer and it gets more crazy. Let me tell you something. Serving God is not a cakewalk. It's not for the faint of heart. Yes. It's for real people. Yes. It's for real Davids. Yes. Yes. It's for real people. Yes. It's not for fake people. Y'all hear what I'm saying in this place? It's not for the faint of heart. It's not for people who aren't willing to lose things. Yes. It's not for people who aren't willing to walk alone. Yes. It's not for the faint of heart. And the Bible says that the children of Israel, they've gone another route. And they came up, and God is leading them. Moses following God's GPS, mm -hmm. and he lead them all the way to Jones Beach. <laughs> Y'all ever been to Jones? Somebody said Rockaway Beach. <laughs> Even more faithful you got to be. <laughs> Jones Beach, we might make it. <laughs> all my people in Rockaway, I love you. Let me tell you something. And he leads, the navigation is, Boom, 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 and they rolled up to a beach. They look and they say, okay, there must be a fleet of ships coming to sail us across. It got to be a yacht or something. After all, God, this is deliverance supposed to feel good. Deliverance, I'm expecting Carnival Cruise Line to pull up. Well, they in Middle Eastern Cruise Line to pull up any minute now. There's no boats coming. And all they begin to hear is, and they look around and say, anybody got a horse? <laughs> they don't got no, anybody, they start looking over at each other. This ain't in the Bible. There's me. Bro, you can outrun a horse. <laughs> Because Pharaoh is coming. Their past is coming. What you dealt with as a child is coming back. Oh, there's people that's been molested as a child. And the more you try to move forward, it's hard to move forward trusting God because God always leads you to Jones Beach. Is there ever a moment you're not going to take me? But like I always say, the joy of soaring begins with the fear of falling. If you choose not to jump off, yeah, you might be protecting yourself from falling, but you probably will never soar. 
and you can go right back into what? I mean, they could have turned around and said, Pharaoh, we apologize. That's what they were willing to do. And sometimes when the past starts coming, the molestation comes back, the ex comes back, the marriage that was broken comes back. Whatever is there, you fill it in. It keeps coming back. You start to say, this is too much. I can't go on. I'm going to die here. Were they not graves? At least I'd had a nice grave in Egypt. That's what they were saying. They were saying not only were we going to be buried in Egypt, but we would have had a nice grave. So you're settling for a fly casket instead of eternal life. I got to have this whole church back. You settling for a beautiful casket instead of life abundantly. No, I ain't settling for no casket. Right. People come ask me, Pastor Rich, where you think you're going? I think I'm going to die. Mm. I don't think about that. I think about living. Yeah. Yeah. Death is inevitable. Yeah. That I cannot help. But what I can help is living. I can help cross the sea. Yeah. Yeah. I can help what the story is going to be written about me. Yeah. Did he cross the sea mm. or did he go back into a nice casket? What they going to write about you today? Are you somebody who trusts the Lord? And all of it was coming back. Coming back to past relationships, past hurts, past things that they did snuck back up in their life. And they begun to complain. And I wonder if God was saying enough is enough for the children or he was saying enough is enough for Pharaoh. I wonder if God was, because it reads like God is saying, no, no, enough is enough for you, Pharaoh. And I'm going to put a stop to you. God ain't even paying attention <laughs> to your struggle. He got a bigger, y'all see what I'm saying? He got something bigger happening here. He said, yeah, y'all, y'all worry, work that out. You, Pharaoh, who have blasphemed my name in this earth? And kept my people in bondage? And kept my people from serving me? I want you to know there's a God. Yes. And there's but only so much you could do to God's people. Mm. Oh, y'all ain't hear what I'm saying. Y'all ain't hear what I'm saying. Before God puts his mighty hand in the situation mm. and says no more. That's why I'm not worried. Let me tell you something. Every day you get on social media, every day you watch the news, there is a culture war. There's a political war. Yeah. I am not worried a bit. I am not a Republican. Mm-hmm. I am not a Democrat. Mm-hmm. I am not none of them. They are all men. Yeah. I am not, uh, let me tell you, and a man can switch in a heartbeat. Yeah. I don't put my stock in a political party. Right. I don't put my stock in people. Right. And I'm not worried when they do what they do in this world. Yeah. I'm not worried of the evils that men do because there was another time in the Bible when men did evil and God said, I found favor with Noah. When God gets ready to move, there is not nobody. God will shut a world down with a virus. Nobody yes. saw that coming. Yes. We could build nuclear. You got dudes flying to the moon and yeah. trying to colonize Mars. And yeah. 
got to wear a face mask for two years almost because they don't know what's going on. God, when God get ready to move, there is nothing that can stop the mighty hands of God. And so the children of Israel are complaining. The horses are coming and they're crying out. You don't read Moses praying, but you read God responding to a prayer. The Bible says, God says, why are you crying out to me, Moses? You see, sometimes God even hears what your mouth don't utter. And God says, in other words, God is saying, don't you know me by now? Don't you know me by You forgot when you met me on the mountain. Mm. And I told you, come a little closer. Right. And take the sandals off. Mm. For the ground you walk on is holy ground. Mm. You forgot when I told you, take your hands, Moses, and put it inside your coat. <laughs> right. And you took it out. Mm. And your hands became leprous. Mm. And you started seeing the skin fall off. And you started panicking at what I can do. And then I said, put it back in. And you pulled it out. And it was brand new like a baby skin. Oh, you forgot when I told you, what's that you have in your hands? And you said, all I got is this staff. And I told you, throw it on the ground. And you threw it on the ground. And when I did what I did with it, this right here blows my mind. When God did what he did with the staff, mm -hmm. it was so scary that Moses was afraid. Mm -hmm. When God does what you have given your hands over to him with it, yeah. it's going to be so amazing that you're going to be scared yes. of what God could yes. do with what you give to him. Yes. Yes. And he said, I, I, was I was afraid. And God said, pick it up. Mm -hmm. He grabbed it by the tail. And when he went to Pharaoh, the first encounter, Pharaoh said, oh, you. He said, I've been sent here by God. God of Israel have heard the cries of his people. And God said, let my people go one time. And Pharaoh said, huh, who's this guy? Yeah. By what authority do you do this? Moses dropped the staff. Pharaoh said, Pharaoh said that's a cheap magician trick. We can do what God can do. And he brought his diviners and his sorcerers out and they dropped theirs and it turned into snakes and God's staff, Moses' staff ate all of theirs yeah. up and he picked it up and said, no, no, no. Two times he told them, let God's people go three times and every time God was using this man and this staff and now there is my boy Moses with the children of Israel complaining and there's no way out of no way and in his heart, he's crying out to God. And God says, there's a time to cry. And there's a time to act upon what you know. He said, why are you crying out to me? Yes. Stretch forth that staff. Right. Didn't yes. I show you what we yes. can do? Yes. He said, tell the people stand still. Mm -hmm. And stretch forth the staff. And when he did that, the Bible says dry, a wind came and dry ground appeared and they begun to walk through. Can you imagine walking through on dry land? 
being listen and when you walk in God's promises it's scary mm. you're walking and you're scared because you don't know if the waters are going to hold. Right. And you're walking and you're scared. And you're walking and you're scared. Mm. And they're going through on dry ground. But here comes Pharaoh. Mm. Have you ever been in the middle of your miracle and still here? Have you ever gotten the money you wanted to get and God blessed you and you're still hearing? Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me in this place. Have you ever been in the position where God actually elevated you and brought you to where you wanted him? Yeah, it happens. The wheat and the tear grows together, brothers and sisters. And sometimes when you have worked hard and God has blessed you, you look over the shoulder and there's some things there that you just don't understand. Yeah. Why does it have to be this way? Right. And sometimes you get tired. Mm. And sometimes you want to give up. Does anybody ever want to give up? Mm. To just throw in the towel. Yeah. I mean, you're walking through the Red Sea. And you're seeing God's amazing hands. But all you're hearing keep moving forward. Yes. Keep going. Yes. Don't quit. Hallelujah. Don't bow to what the sound of your past is telling you. God said, if I be for... Y'all yes, yes. Oh, got to help me preach today. Y'all ain't hearing what I'm saying. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. God said, if I be for you, yes. I am more than anything that's coming against you. Yes. Let me tell you something. Hallelujah. I'm not talking to everybody today. I'm talking to people who God has delivered. If God ain't deliver you from nothing and you just over there not trying to do the will of God, this don't apply to you. Read back, rewind the service and listen to Pharaoh's part. But I'm talking to the children of Israel today who weeping may endure for a night. Come on, somebody. Oh, yeah, you got to pass. Yeah, it wasn't peaches and cream all your life. You bore some burdens. People, you, matter of fact, you make it look easy. You know how many people walk up to me and think nothing ever happens to you, Pastor? I had a brother pray for me one time, pray for everybody in the men's group and skip me. And I said, wait a minute, I need prayer too. He said, I just figured you were all right. Because sometimes you make it look easy. Fathers make it look easy to their children. Mothers make it look easy to their children. Marriages that are working make it look easy to everybody else. But it is not easy. And I'm talking to the children of Israel that you still hear every now and then. You hear, but you have made up your mind. I'd rather look at the waters 
and remember that the God, hallelujah, that I serve is with me in the waters and I'm headed to the other side. And the Bible says that Pharaoh got to the water with, oh gosh, I wish I had somebody, hallelujah. And the Bible says that he got to the waters and when he got to the waters, he decided he was going to run in. The Bible says they're walking on dry land. All of a sudden, the ground became muddy and the chariots begun to get stuck and everything that they were trying to do, God said, enough is enough. The children of Israel got to the other side and when they were hearing this, they started hearing the sound of waves do you hear that no do you hear that do you hear that can you hear that can you hear it no, listen, listen. Judea, can you hear that? No, listen, listen. Can you hear it? Tanisha, can you hear that? Sister Carol, can you hear that? Tanise, some of y'all look like it's a trick question. Y'all saying, yeah. The truth is you don't hear nothing because that's the point. They no longer heard it. There's coming a time when God says this is going to go. Enough is enough. And I don't know who I'm talking to today. I came to tell you keep going. In the midst of your miracle, keep going. In the midst of the storms, keep going. Wherever you are in life today, you're watching me online. Keep going. Keep moving. Keep going. Keep going. He said the Egyptians, you that are chasing you today, you will see them no more. It's coming a day when it will never affect you. Now, sometimes you say, Pastor, that's not true. Something's always arising. No. You see... It could still be chasing you. It could still be whatever. You could still have other battles. But because of where you've been elevated to in here. You see, this is why this particular group never made it to the promised land. Because they never elevated here. As soon as they got to the other side and Moses was gone for a little, they said, let's make a, a, a god, a graven image, and serve another god. And every time they want quail, they want this, they want barbecue steak, they want, you could never please these people. They had taken on the same habits of the Egyptians. See, when you're in captivity so long, you sort of like the chains. A lot of people watching like, like the habits they're into. I want to let go of certain things. And they never entered. It was a new generation. And only two people from that generation entered because their mind was elevated. Caleb and Joshua. And y'all know Caleb. He don't move. <laughs> Caleb wait for one thing. They said, God can kill giants. God could kill everything that's come up against you to the point where this is not hearing anything coming against it. All you hear is, if God be for me, 
who can be against me? I'm here to tell you today, enough is enough. Enough is enough. Stop regurging that tape in your mind of suicide. Enough is enough. Stop being depressed. Stop crying over what could have been. Stop crying over who left you. Stop crying over who hurt you. Stop crying over the, the mistakes you made. Stop crying because you, you, you weren't able to be Superman and fix everything and be in every moment. Yes, you dropped the ball, but stop crying. Stop crying about it. Move forward. Move forward. Who am I talking to today? Move forward. Move forward. Yes. Yes, 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 it was rough. But move forward. Forgive yourself. Let it go. Move on. Enough. It's either you're going to break or get breakthrough. Songwriter says he, he turned seas into highways. Not the BQE. <laughs> <laughs> that, that ain't big enough. Hallelujah. Y'all hear me today? Move. Keep moving. Young people in the room, trust God. Don't become a generation that forgets who God is. Young people in the room. Young people in the room. Make a decision to follow God. Make a decision to follow Jesus. Don't be around so much Jesus. And never let him get inside you. Y'all understand what I'm saying? I'm done. I'm done. But can I, I? That just led me to an analogy. Can I just share this? And I, I'm done. I'm done. When when the wonderful Sherry contracted Corona, the Lord kept me. The Lord kept her and me. Sherry hangs out a lot with Savannah. Next I know Savannah, I'm feeling a little sick, Dad. All right, let's take you to get tested. Savannah gets tested. Savannah got corona. Well, the night that Savannah got corona, we were hanging out watching a movie. Not the, the night before. We were watching a movie, hanging out, talking, laughing. <laughs> She's like right there. I'm with this woman all the time. I'm around her. They got it. I went to the doctor, I did an antibody test. Doctor said, you don't got nothing. <laughs> I did another test. I said, can you test me? Come on, I gotta have an anti, you gotta, I, gotta, I gotta have something out of this deal, come on. You gotta give me something here, doc. I need an antibody or two. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I said, test me again for corona, test me again. Waiting on the results, results, he sent it to me, negative. I said, come on. <laughs> I literally said to the doctor, doc, I know this is going to sound strange, but why can't I get corona? <laughs> is this, yeah, I did. And the doctor, right? The doctor looking at me like, I'm literally telling her, I think I'm, I'm, I'm Will Smith and I'm legend, doc. I think y'all should really look into my blood. <laughs> I think there might be something to this. I'm saying all that to say this. I'm all around it, but it wasn't getting inside me. It can only affect me when it gets inside me. But for some reason, I'm all around it and it wasn't getting inside me. The problem with a lot of us is that we're all around Jesus and we're not feeling the change and we're wondering, we're going to, 
Why am I not changed like everybody else? Why am I not seeing the effects that they're seeing? Because you're all around it. But the problem is, it is not getting inside you. When Jesus get inside you, you gonna know. Every now, that, that, that when they got off Corona, and I'm like, I think I had Corona. Sister said, No, when you get Corona, you're gonna know you had Corona. When you get Jesus, you're gonna know you have. Young people watching online, don't be around them so much, and he's never inside you. It's when he's on the inside, something on the inside start to work on the outside oh what a change in my life shall we pray together today father we bless your name and we give you praise if you have a prayer request in the building just lift it up to the lord if you're watching online put your prayer request down in the chat section and while you write your prayer request and while you lift up your prayer request in this room before god those that don't know Jesus that are watching, would you ask him into your heart today? Say, Father God, I come to you and I ask you to forgive me of every sin. Be the Lord of my life. I thank you that you died and you rose from the dead so that I can move forward. Forgive me of every sin. I am your child. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, give Jesus a round of applause. Amen. We're getting ready to close, hallelujah. And um, those that are watching online, we want to thank you. Once again, uh, this ministry, we only survive and exist because of your generosity and the generosity of everyone in this room. We want to thank you. There's so many more things we want to do. We want to build. We want to start another campus. We want to start two campus, but we want to launch another one before this year is out. I want to do some other things in the backyard there for our children. And um, this coming Saturday, we got something special planned for the children. So we want to invite you to come on out and um, enjoy that. Every child that is present will get a wonderful uh, goodie bag packed with stuff that I know they're going to love and drive their parents crazy with. So come on out, enjoy that. And um, I, I want to tell you, sow into, sow into what we're doing. If this blessed you, sow into what we're doing and help us to keep going. These are all the ways you can give. They're all on your screen right now. Cash app or QuickPay or Zelle and, or just go to our website, Church City USA. If this has blessed you, sow into the word of God today. Hallelujah. You're not buying the word of God. You're not paying for God's blessing. You can't earn that. That's a free gift. But you're helping this church. That's what you're doing plain and simple, to continue to grow. Amen. And we thank you for partnering with, with us. Yeah. While you're over on our website, churchcityusa.com, we got tons of apparel, yeah. tons of merchandise. Spread love is the kingdom way. God first. All that stuff that's on your screen for Mother's Day. Get your mother something like that. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. We catering for that. Amen. Uh, three days later, all the stuff, all of it that is flashing on your screen, just make sure you buy some of our products. It all helps the ministry. Amen. Um, thank y'all for watching. Y'all help me say it, y'all. In the midst of crisis, we are focused on who Christ is. God bless y'all today. Enjoy the rest of the day with your family. God bless you. Thank you for watching once again. We pray blessings on you. 
greatly and we're doing a tremendous work here in New York City. We believe the Lord has called us here. It cost us. We are grateful for everyone that sows into our ministry. And if you're watching and you feel led to sow, you can go to churchcityusa.com. You can sow into our ministry. Hey, listen, every bit help. It doesn't matter how big or small. We bless God for you and uh, we love you and we want to continue to do the work of the ministry. Thank you. This is your boy and I'm out.